BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey there, welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome back to Dear Gabby. Before you listen to this episode, I wanna make sure to prepare you for the content that comes up. The guests on this episode are brave, brave, brave souls. They are so awesome and so brave. They came forth to share their truth, to seek support, and to be seen. They came onto the show to voice unspoken shame, and in turn, they've given us all permission to do the same. What's really interesting about this episode is that we don't pick people with any information about where they are, who they are, what their questions are. We just pick people at random. And each of these women came on after the next to speak on behalf of unspoken shame. And it was no accident. The universe will always hook us up with what we need. And this is an episode that might be very triggering for anyone who's suffering with PTSD or unresolved complex trauma, or if you're a victim of sexual abuse or violence. And my intention for this episode is to help release the stigma around mental illness, trauma, and sexual abuse. Therefore, I didn't want to edit the dialogue in efforts to speak truth and shift shame and help all of the listeners know that they're not alone. If you're not comfortable listening to this type of content, please do not continue. You can go and listen to another episode of Dear Gabby. I'm here to support you in all kinds of ways, but most importantly, do not want to trigger you if this is something that's unresolved. I'm not a medical doctor or a psychologist and do not offer any professional or other medical advice. It is my intention to only share my personal experience in efforts to help release shame and stigma. I hope this episode helps you feel seen and feel loved. If for any reason you're suffering from any psychological or medical conditions, please seek help from a professional. Now let's tee up this show today with a card from the Spirit Junkie deck. And once again, I don't pick the cards ahead of time. I just pick them at random. So let's see what the universe has in store and how it relates to the topic. I'm picking it from the deck so you hear me shuffling here. Ah, everything's falling. Here we go. Let's see what we've got. Let's see what we've got. Let's see what we've got. Perfect. There's no such thing as a mistake. 
Everything happens in divine order. I am being guided to learn and grow. Well, if you're here and you're listening, it's no accident. This is a show that can crack you open to a great opportunity for healing. This is a show that can offer you guidance and resources and direction, but most importantly, really help you recognize that you're not alone in any of the experiences that you have that may have caused you shameful feelings or emotional distress. This is a moment in time where you can really see that everything's happening in divine order. If you're here and you're still listening, you're definitely being guided to listen and learn and grow. As the card says, there is no such thing as a mistake. And I I think that's actually so appropriate to how this show begins because there's no accident that every single guest that came on one after the next after the next was coming on to speak on behalf of unspoken shame. What was so moving to me was that it was all women, actually. Each woman that came through gave voice to the woman who came after her and gave her the next moment to open up more deeply. There was no mistake, no accident. Nothing was planned here. The universe had a plan for us. I hope this episode serves you greatly. I know that it deeply, deeply has served me. Feel free to bring anybody on when we are ready. My team. Hi. Hi. I I spoke to you like a couple of weeks ago or months ago, and I'm excited to speak to you again. You're back. Where are you from, sweetheart? I'm from Bahrain. <laughs> Bahrain. Oh, beautiful. Is that where you are right now? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. We have dear Gabbiers all over the world. I'm just so sorry for our friends in New Zealand and Australia because we record at a time that is not for them. I'll have to do like a Aussie recording one day. But hello, sweetness. Welcome back to Dear Gabby. I love when you guys come back because then I get to hear where you were. I don't remember anything that I said to you or our conversation because it just leaves my mind. But what's up? Where were you? What happened? Where are you now? So I think one of the questions I have is about like how to deal spiritually with rejection and how to really truly perceive it as guidance. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when I deal with rejection, there is a part of me that finds it really difficult to shut down these voices in my head that are telling me that part of the reason I was rejected is because I'm not good enough. And I think an important context to this sort of tendency is the fact that like, I have clinical depression, I have a psychiatrist and I have a psychologist. And there are already a lot of fears around that. I guess my broader question or my broader problem is that I view this biochemical condition as controlling me and that I cannot free myself from the constraints that it places on me. Okay. It sort of like contradicts like my desire to come back to good feeling thoughts all the time. But at the same time, I feel like I'm biologically predetermined to be otherwise or to think otherwise. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that sort of confusion or that limiting belief maybe can make me feel frustrated sometimes. Okay. There's two conversations here. One is rejection and one is honoring all of ourselves. 
particularly for anyone out there, those of us, and I'm using myself as well, who have suffered or are suffering currently with a biochemical condition. Because I understand. I get it. Medication saved my life. I want to really just hold you in that. I think this is something that I have to speak to very openly and authentically. And so the first thing I want to do is just remind you that you're not alone. And I want to bust the stigma of psychiatric support and what it means to live with a biochemical condition right now. Right now. Every part of us is a gift. Every part of us has an important role. Even the parts of us that may feel as though they're suffering. Because the parts of us that feel that they're suffering offer us and reveal to us a greater opportunity to get connected and closer to the loving, all-knowing, compassionate, and caring part of ourselves that is always there. So I want to acknowledge all of the parts of you right now. I want to hold the part of you that feels inadequate because of this condition that you have a diagnosis. And to help you perceive your circumstances through a different lens. So let's start with, you have psychiatric and psychological support. Has the medication helped you? That's one of the things that like, I have received prescription for medications, but I've been so scared and afraid to start taking medications. Okay. I'm not a medical doctor. I don't claim to be. I do not offer medical advice. I do recommend that when we have received a diagnosis from a credible psychiatrist, doctor, that it is often wise to follow the guidance that we receive from our medical doctors. And the one thing I would say is that anyone that is embarking on a journey of any psychiatric support, to make sure you're doing it with a psychiatrist that you trust and that you believe in, that can hold your hand through that journey and make sure you slowly engage with whatever that medication may be so that it doesn't cause any issues for you. Now, this is an area that I think has a lot of stigma around it. And I'm not going to speak to you giving you any advice, but I will only share my own personal experience. I lived for my whole life with an undiagnosed anxiety disorder as a result of childhood trauma and living with post-traumatic stress disorder. And I lived for years just managing, managing, managing. And by the grace of God, I was struck with postpartum depression and anxiety and insomnia, which I've shared very publicly and openly. But because I was so entrenched in this wellness world and I was very committed to not taking medication, I was brought up homeopathic. I always believed that there was like a medicinal cure that did not involve Western medicine. And I had a belief system that really kept me far away from getting a prescription. In the darkest moments of my life, when I was suffering with postpartum depression and anxiety, I denied myself months of my life with my small child at the time. My my son was one month, two months, three months, four months, five months. I lived with a debilitating depression, suicidal depression, insomnia where I wasn't sleeping, anxiety attacks and agoraphobia. And the first five months of my child's life, I was really struggling and suffering. Because I had placed a stigma upon myself that I should not take the support of a path that is unknown to me or that is something I believed was the wrong path or a path that was unsafe or a path that the world had said was something to be ashamed of. And so I am not in any way, shape, or form telling you what to do. I'm not giving you a diagnosis. I'm not telling you what's right, what's wrong. I'm saying 
seek the psychiatric support that you trust and consider the steps that it takes to release whatever stigmas may be standing in the way from receiving the support that could save your life. And so I'm not ever going to tell somebody, go this way or go that way, ever. I can't do that. But what I can tell you is do not let a stigma stand in the way of your well-being. I feel like that is exactly what is coming up for me. It's that stigma and that resistance to like taking medications because of that stigma. Correct. Right. So let's not talk about whether you should take the meds or whether you shouldn't, because I got to save my ass here on Dear Gabby. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to give that advice. But what I am going to say is to anyone that is making a decision that's a medical decision or a uh, career-based decision or any big decision in life, do not let the stigmas that the world has placed upon us stop you from that peace that is available to you, that grace that is available to you. I let that stigma block me from really enjoying the first five months of my son's life and being fully present with my son. And even now, two years later, as my son's growing, I'm still repairing the attachment disconnect that may have happened at that time. I mean, it's it's all all is well and you can, everything can be repaired. But the only regret I have was not getting a diagnosis sooner. And it was because of the stigma. It was because of the voices in my head of all the wellness world, of all of the whatever it might be that held me back, of, of just the world in general. And so I think that the main message here today is when it comes to mental illness, we have to recognize that with a proper diagnosis and with the proper psychiatric support, we have to treat a mental illness the same way we would treat any illness. If somebody said to you right now, you're having a cardiac condition, there's no question in my mind that you would take the medication that was prescribed to you or that you would follow the path that was prescribed to you. And so trust your intuition. If you don't feel that you're being guided by the right psychiatric support, seek other psychiatric support. So trust your intuition, trust your guidance, trust your inner wisdom, but recognize the difference between being blocked by a stigma versus that doesn't really feel right to me. There's a difference. You got me? And Huda, my main goal for this conversation for you and for anyone out there who has a diagnosis of any kind of mental illness is to just really accept in this moment right now, you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. And most important, you are not alone. I'm going to cry, but you are not alone. I'm speaking to myself right now. I'm reminding myself right now that that is true. Because I'm here I am, you know, embarking on another pregnancy, right? Wanting to get pregnant again. And I too am, have faced that stigma of, can I be medicated while I'm pregnant? Because I'm so afraid of what has happened before, right? And because I don't, I don't need to have to live like that. And so I'm just really wanting everyone to recognize that that voice of me coming through saying, you are not alone, is me saying that to myself right now too. So I understand you and I'm with you and I hear you and I hold you with so much compassion. And I want anyone that's listening to this in the future or right in this moment now to recognize that there is support in many forms and we have to be open to receive guidance and listen to the inner wisdom within ourselves to show up for ourselves in whatever form that comes. Okay, my love. Thank you for recognizing yourself in me. Oh, I see myself in you deeply. And thank you for giving me permission to let go of the stigma 
that I may have still been burdened with whether I realized it or not. Thank you. Okay, my love? Good work today. So we're not going to talk about rejection. We're just going to talk about listening to our own inner wisdom. And we're going to talk about really hearing the voice that guides us and allowing ourselves to not be blocked by the healing modalities that might be available to us if we're faced with a stigma, that we can release that stigma, particularly around mental illness today. So thank you guys for holding that with me. Big show today. Hi, sweetness. Hello, my love. What's your name, baby? My name is Darlene. Hi, Darlene. How are you? Hi. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I do um, connect with, I think her name is Huda. Sorry, I'm getting teary. <laughs> no, be where you are. It's perfect. Ah, sorry. Um, I'm someone who, sorry. Oh, don't apologize, sweetheart. It's actually the tears and the truth that I admire most in you. Let it out. Um, so I'm a survivor of um, two times of incest. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. I'm holding you in all that that is. And, and I want to, while you just be present with your feelings right now, my love, I want you, we're, we're on this show to heal shame. And those of us who have had experiences of, of sexual trauma carry a lot of it, a lot of shame. So I want to just hold you in that, in this moment. Again, remind you, you are not alone. Give breath to the voice that's coming through you now. So it first happened when I was eight years old. And it happened again since after the age of 12 and 15. Yeah, I guess, sorry, I don't know if you can understand me. I do. I guess, um, I'm still trying to heal from it. It's on and off. Sometimes I feel mm-hmm. better. And I'm I'm also, um, I'm in therapy. I'm trying to go back to my psychiatrist. I can right now, but I'm trying to. Um, it wasn't until recently in which it happened in my dream, in which I didn't mm-hmm. believe much in spiritual things. I really mm-hmm. didn't. It wasn't until in my in my dreams in which my grandmother, who I considered really religious and not spiritual, she told me, try exploring your spiritual side. Because at that time, mm-hmm. it was very dark, in a very dark place. And I'm just, I find myself whenever good things are happening. I'm sorry if I'm rambling. <laughs> I find that when good things are happening, or for me, sadness and depression, PTSD and everything has been in a way since I didn't have much of a childhood has mm-hmm. become like a safe place in a way. Mm-hmm. So whenever mm-hmm. good things happen, it's just like I'm scared to mm-hmm. jump, to grab onto that happiness. Can I explain to you why that's happening? Okay. So I'm just going to unpack this for you. So you've experienced different accounts of incest. You've dealt with PTSD as a result of it which is what happens as a result of having these childhood attachment wounds and uh, insecure attachment and and trauma. It's, it's what we deal with. And I say we because we're in this together, sweetheart, okay? We and many, many, many more people watching. Many, 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 many more. And many who may not even remember, as the same was the case for me. So 
what happens when you start to feel good for a moment, the storyline of, no, I have to be depressed starts to set in. Because as this tremendous teacher um, and the founder of somatic experiencing, Peter Levine has said, is that trauma is the inability to be present. And so when we have these inklings of joy, these moments of presence, these moments of sparks of joy, our nervous system is like, no, 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 stay in control, stay in control. And so one of the ways that you've stayed in control is to stay sad, to stay depressed, to stay stuck. Does that resonate with you? You can just shake your head, yes or no, yes. So I want to acknowledge fully and completely the resistance to joy. Because when you've lived in and out of the perpetual loop of a traumatic event, that really it is like a a neuro loop that we get triggered when we feel unsafe. We'll get triggered when we feel out of control. And it can also get triggered when we feel good because we're afraid of being out of control. That inability to be present is one of the most common conditions. And so what I want to say to you today, there's quite a few things I want to say to you. Number one, you are fucking brave, sister. You are brave. You are brave to show up here on this show, to speak your truth, to give voice to the shame, to use the word trauma even, to say it out loud, to say the truth of what you've been through. I bow to you. I am grateful for you. You are of high service to every single person listening right now because you have come through and said the truth. The truth, my love, the truth. And so I want you to recognize and identify that giving voice to unspoken shame is a major step in your recovery. And it also is a reflection of how far you have come. Do you hear me in that? Can you receive that? So that's number one. Number two, you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. And that's this big message today. You are not alone. And it's on a show like this that we are given permission. I'm going to cry again. That we are given permission to give voice to the unspoken shame that the world has told us not to face, that the world has told us that we have to hide, that we have to hide from, that we have to silence, that we have to push down. On Dear Gabby, we can say F that and say, this is my truth. This is my experience. This is where I've been. I am not alone. And I'm going to show up with all of my heart and all of my soul and give a voice to that unspoken shame unapologetically here on this show. This is a place where we can say anything that we want to say, where we can say anything that we want to say that is in the pursuit of feeling better. So that's number two, okay? And number three is that there is freedom, my love. Freedom is on the way. Staying in the pursuit every single day of freedom, waking up every day and saying, I am willing to do whatever it takes to get closer to freedom. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Because if you say that affirmation and you affirm that prayer daily, sweetheart, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get closer to freedom. Then the therapist will be lined up. The psychiatric support that you mentioned that was blocked will show up effortlessly. The book that you need to be reading will come into your lap. The Dear Gabby moment that you're in right now shows up for you. So 
it's a one step at a time journey to undo the traumas of our past because there's a lot of things that are going on in our in our nervous system, in our brain, in our body. There, it's a somatic experience. It's a it's 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 a neurological experience. But there is freedom on the other side when you stay in the devotional commitment of freedom. When you stay in the devotional commitment of recovery. And so I just want you to wake up every single day and say, thank you, God, for revealing to me how I can become free. And I'm so proud to say that I've written a book for you, my love. I've written a book and and the, the subtitle is How to Transform the Fears of the Past so that we can be free in the present. And it's a whole book on how to recover from experiencing childhood trauma and traumatic events in our life. And I'm writing it for you. It'll be out in 2-22-22 is the current date. And in the meantime, I'm going to be here continuously offering support to anyone who has experienced these kinds of experiences. And the biggest advice I can give is to allow yourself to be guided to the right therapist who can hold you in this journey, a therapist who has experience in trauma recovery, a therapist who can hold you, and all the other healing devices that can come to you and be open to receive the guidance that's coming in your way. Uh, There's other methods and just resources I want to acknowledge. EMDR is a fantastic therapeutic method for anyone that has suffered from PTSD or trauma. It's called eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, EMDR. I referenced tapping, emotional freedom technique, which is a great practice to do. I recommend if you're dealing with trauma to do it with a tapping practitioner. IFS therapy, internal family systems, ifsinstitute.org, I believe is the website. You could seek an IFS therapist, which is a great modality for healing. And somatic experiencing, which is another form of therapy that's designed for trauma and for helping people get back into their body. And that's the work of Peter Levine. There's a divine book called The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. I highly recommend that anyone who is a survivor of trauma read that book you will remember you're not alone. You'll have a greater understanding and awareness of what's happening. And as you read or listen to that book, you're going to just keep saying, oh my God, that's me. Oh my God, that's me. Oh my God, that's me. And in those moments, when you read those books and you're like, that's my story, it melts away the shame, sister. It melts away the shame because you know you're not alone. And so I'm going to give you a prayer right now, okay? Here's my prayer. And just close your eyes and just hold hold this prayer, my love. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, angels. Thank you, guides of the highest truth and compassion. Thank you for revealing to her all of the therapist, the books, the practices that will help her undo the traumas from the past and reclaim the love, the light, and the greatness of who she is. The greatness that never left her. The greatness that she's ready to return to. Take that, take that with you, take that with you, take that with you, and trust that you are being guided and supported every step of the way. And one day at a time, if you stay in that devotional prayer, my love, of just saying thank you for revealing to me how I can get closer to freedom, you will be guided, you will be led, you will be held. You got me, sister? I'm really proud of you. I want to thank you on behalf of anyone that's watching who has suffered from sexual trauma or any trauma from their childhood. I want you to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You did a divine service to the world today, my love. Okay? I want you to be very proud of yourself. I want you to walk away from this feeling really, really proud of yourself. You're beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I think you were the sign I've been waiting for. 
<laughs> well, you know, you got on the show today, baby, because of your spiritual commitment to recovery. There's no accidents when people end up on this show. They come on the show, not only for themselves, but also for others, sweetie, okay? So your guides got you on today because there's millions of people that are going to listen to this that are going to be healed by your story. And so I just I just need to acknowledge you over and over again that your bravery and your willingness to give voice to unspoken shame is a gift to the freaking world, sister. It is a gift to the world. Thank you deeply for your devotional commitment today. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to go for a walk and... And, and feel proud of yourself and feel grounded in your recovery. And I want you to just go move your body right now because you just did a lot of work with me. So whenever we kind of have that big swell of like, whoo, I just did something. I want you to move, okay? Because I don't want you to get stuck in your body. So go, you know, shake your arms. You can pat your back. Go for a walk. Go move around. You got me? I got you. Oh, you're a gem. I'm so proud of you and I love you. I'm so glad that we've connected in this way. Thank you so much. I love you, my love. Thank you for being here. I love you, here. too. <laughs> Thank you. So proud so of much. you. So proud of you. Thank you. God bless you, sister. Go, go for a walk, okay, baby? Go for a walk. Take yourself for a nice walk. Awesome. 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 Beautiful work. Beautiful work. So I think we can do one more. One more, dear Gabby. Hi, honey. I was literally not expecting to get on right now. Um... <laughs> I didn't even have time to really process what I wanted to discuss because um, I just didn't expect to get picked. Sorry, my heart is racing. I have been following you for a while now, um, and I've been going through waves of kind of being aligned, and I am kind of in a period right now of really feeling like I'm at, not in tune with myself, and I'm judgmental, and my head is always wired, and I personally have been going through some really bad relationship troubles and it's putting a strain on the way I'm perceiving my family. And I have a lot of anger towards my family. My mom, um, I feel like is projecting a lot of things, whether it's her past or just worries about me. I'm currently, I'm in college, I'm 22. And so I live in Miami alone and I'm from Massachusetts. And I guess the one thing that I, I'm very, I feel so resentful towards my mom right now. And she's been asking me to give her as much grace as I can. I personally have been sexually assaulted twice and had an experience with my boyfriend that my mom, I guess, kind of built her own understanding around. And she really easily threw out the one word I didn't want to hear um, again saying that an, ex an encounter I had with my boyfriend about a week ago was sexual assault. And I personally, I guess, just don't know how to deal with it. I feel like I'm like s stuck in my past and it's just like so aggravating to, for my mom to just easily throw something out because of her interpretation and without even considering the effect it has on me. <laughs> I really am just like at a loss of kind of where I'm at right now. And yeah, I, I just feel like I, I'm kind of stuck with uh, thinking that that's all I deserve in like, terms of a relationship. There we go. There we go. Okay. Okay. Let's focus on you. Let's not focus on your mom. So we'll take your mom out of it. Okay. 
because you know, you, you've mentioned the word projection. She's also a mother. So when a mother sees a child in pain, they're going to do anything they can to get you out of pain and to save you. So I just want to put her on the shelf right now and let's focus on you. Okay. It sounds to me that there is a, it's very clear. You just used the words that this, this belief system of, of feeling stuck in this pattern and a fear of that pattern and being stuck in the past. These are your words. I'm just repeating them back to you. I want to help guide you to resources to help you get unstuck because what's happened often is when we have experienced experiences of sexual trauma, it can be repetitive in our future as a result of belief systems, core belief systems, energetic disturbances, and and we can replay a lot of patterns in different ways. And so that's very common. If that's something that you're sensing, don't judge yourself, just be present with what's up. But what I want to do is help guide you to a path of getting unstuck from a pattern and, and really interrupt the pattern, okay? So as I mentioned earlier, there is a modality called EMDR and it's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. I did and that I, one of my traumas. You've, you've done it before. Okay. Did you find relief from it? Um, yeah. I, especially when I was asked to perceive the situation from above where I was watching down on myself, that's where it had the most effect and it just makes you cry for yourself. Um, yeah, it really does. It does. The thing about EMDR is that with a phobia, like, you know, I'm afraid of heights or something like that. Eight sessions could knock it out, right? Maybe, maybe a little less. With a trauma, with a complex trauma like this, it's usually longer. It's usually more chipping away. It's like peeling off the layers of the onion. Are you with me on that? Mm-hmm. You're so young and you're so aware and you're here on Dear Gabby and you're open to guidance and you've got this divine wisdom at such a young age. And you have the resources to receive that kind of treatment, like an EMDR, which is comes in many different financial forms. It can be easy to access. That I want to encourage you to, to make this recovery your highest priority. Because much like I said to the young woman who was with us just before, there is freedom. That freedom comes with a commitment to heal. And I really want you to envision this image of, like we say in the 12 steps, the peeling back the layers of the onion. Because trauma has a lot of layers. It has the layers of shame. It has the layers of grief. It has the layers of terror. It has the layers of physical pain. It has all these different layers. And so in order to dismantle those layers, it's a slow process. It's a, it's a therapeutic process. It's a process that must be guided with, with a lot of support and commitment. And it's a process that you can take slowly. And you can trust that with each layer that you peel back, you become safer and safer and safer and safer. And that it's not necessarily the right thing to consider just ripping off the Band-Aid. We don't want that. We don't want to just be blasted open with it. We want to go slow. It's a slow process. Okay, sweetheart? So the most important thing is that in this moment, you do whatever it takes to get yourself to a place of safety, okay? Whether that means relying on your mother, whether it means going to the school, whatever it is, so that you feel physically safe right now that is I'm just going to be unapologetic about that and be super clear with you that you get yourself to a place where you feel physically safe. 
And then I want to really encourage you to open up to doing going back to the EMDR because you've already expressed that you had results, that you had some relief. So go for more, go for more, go for more, go for more. Are you, are you with me on that? Yeah. Can I add like a bit more just pertaining to the resentment? Because that's something that I really hate because I don't want to resent my mom knowing that she's doing the best she can. And I can't even imagine what it's like to have a child away from you and then to hear about some news and then not be able to control it. Totally. I personally am, I'm resentful of how easily she thinks she can just throw out certain things without really understanding that it has an effect on me. And Mm -hmm. I understand that my situation also affects her. So Mm -hmm. maybe that's where she is at and that's why I need to be graceful. But Mm -hmm. I know that my resentment is a bit, a bit deeper. I, I work with a holistic integrative practitioner and I do a lot of body work and I can feel my body right now. It's like, it's off. I'm always shaking. And yeah, you're living with PTSD, baby. You're living with trauma. Let's normalize it. Okay. I don't want to take away the power of what that means, but I also want to just remind you, you're not alone. That is the message of this show. You're not alone. And the physical experiences you have, the shakiness, the inability to be present, all of this is wrapped up in, in, in a trauma response. Okay. And the way out is with guided therapeutic support from a specialist, from someone who specializes in trauma and trauma recovery. And so in addition to EMDR, I also would highly recommend looking into what I referenced earlier, somatic experiencing, because that's all about really resolving the energetic disturbances, resolving the trauma that's lodged and stuck in the body. Okay. What I would recommend you do is just connect with your mom and say, I I need help. I want resources. And what would be best for me is if you just help me get the resources. If you don't really intervene with, with the dialogue and your story and your interpretation, but I do want your help. So this is where it gets deeper for me though. So I'm really angry with my mom and trying to get help from her because I have an older brother that used to just like physically abuse me when I was younger and my parents like knew about it and everyone knew about it. And like, if she can call this out, why couldn't she call that out? There you go. There you go. There you go. Sweetheart, do you have a therapist right now? Yeah, I'm seeing someone in my school counseling center and I'm still seeing someone, the holistic practitioner that I see. Okay. So I want you to go today to speak with the person that you have at the school, the resource that you have at the school. I want you to go there today because I understand there's a lot wrapped up now with the mom story. I hear you. I got it with you. Okay. And your adult resource self is doing a beautiful job of bringing yourself back to safety by seeking this counsel and seeking the the support of your energy worker and all the work that you're doing. But I want you to go today. I want you to hit up that support center at school today. And I want you to say, I need two sessions a week right now. I want you to get yourself into a container where you feel that someone is seeing you and supporting you and creating a secure environment for you. You got me? Yeah, I think that you hit it with like saying I'm unseen. It's just like everyone's putting all of their own thoughts and feelings in my mouth. And I'm just like, 
this is about me. So it doesn't matter like how I feel. And that's right. And there, and while you're a young woman, you have a very strong adult carer within you that can get you off this zoom to that center at the school, the, the psych center at the school, whatever it is that you got to head over to mask up, walk over, get the support that you need right now. Seek the secure environment that's going to see you in your experience and get there and get to work twice a week right now. You have the resources. You have someone who is trained and probably very likely has heard this story over and over again on this college campus. Okay. You are not alone. And they are well equipped to handle this. You got me, sister? I mean, yeah, I I feel way less alone. I think I'm just like at the end of the day, I'm kind of just wandering in like my own head and wondering if anyone actually cares about how I feel. Someone right now in this moment cares about how you feel. And that's me. And that's everybody that's watching. And, And I'm telling you right now, I see you. And I recognize myself and you. And I understand your experience. And I've been there myself. And I've come out the other side. And that did not come with anything short of miraculous commitment. Commitment to myself, commitment to my well-being, commitment to my recovery, commitment to showing up multiple times a week to therapy sessions. And I would not change a thing, sweetheart. So this can be a really big turning point in your life right now if you take my advice. Go get your ass into that therapy session and make it happen twice a week right now. And just go to the places that feel secure. Go to the places where you feel seen. That's the work right now. Thank you. I'm, pr- I'm so happy for you that you have these resources. I'm proud of you for speaking up. I'm, I, I want you to know that you're not alone and I want you to know that I see you. There's no accident in you joining here today. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I want you to get up, mask up, walk over there or pick up the phone, whatever it takes. Can you do that? Can you make that promise to me? Yeah, definitely. Good. Beautiful. I love you. I'm proud of you. Thank you for speaking once again, just like our woman before, for speaking on behalf of unspoken shame. Thank you for sharing a story that is very common. Thank you for sharing a story that is very commonly not spoken of. I'm proud of you. Thank you. And I mean, thank you to your entire community because, I mean, even if I'm just viewing a video, something always resonates with me and there's always some takeaway. I also want you to feel seen by the community even more. I'm going to give you the Miracle Membership so you can be part of our community and the Miracle Membership and you can feel... Uh, held and seen by that community as well and, and receive weekly workshop, monthly workshops and meditations and more support from me. Okay, sweetheart? Because the words are being seen and feeling supported. That's what we're aiming for. Okay, my love? Thank you. And there are human angels out there in the world who have devoted their lives to help people release trauma. And I want anyone who is suffering from trauma now to start to open up their consciousness to receive the guidance to those human angels today. To receive that guidance through a book, to receive that guidance through a social worker, through a therapist, through a yoga teacher, through a coach, through whoever it is that they are divinely guided to. Open up to that guidance today because there are people in this world to a hotline, whatever it is, The resources are available and we have to use them. Okay, my love? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We have to take away the shame of these conversations. It's not inappropriate to have these conversations here. It's not even slightly. It's it's more than appropriate. There are millions of people in the world walking around traumatized because of sexual violence and incest and childhood trauma and all of the stories that we have addressed today. And we need help. We need help. We need help. And we got it. I got to be a voice to give people resources. So we're going to find the exact places to direct people 
beyond what I've already shared today. Okay, my love. I just want to say that being picked, there's no way I can't trust. Like all I, I just have full trust that I'm going to be okay. And while I didn't deserve this, it is preparing me for something even bigger. And I'm building tolerance and capacity. And I'm building tolerance and capacity. And you know what, love? You're going to look back and you're going to say, wow, I'm grateful for the experiences that caused me the most harm because they revealed to me the greatness of who I am. My struggles are my greatest gifts sometimes. That's right. That's right. I'm proud of you. Thank you, my love. Thank you. 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 Bye, sweetie. Wow, what a show. Wow, what a show. What a show. So we addressed issues that are shame with a capital S, that are experiences that are so uncomfortable that we never give voice to them. And when we speak about sexual assault, incest, childhood sexual abuse, they're conversations that are so alarming in the lexicon, in the conversations in the world, in, in, in social settings, that we then feel and fear bringing voice to these conversations because of the unspoken shame that silences us. And my intention, while what we heard today might have been alarming, might have been triggering, might have been overwhelming, might have really activated people, It is my intention to hold space to shift the shame. And the first step to shifting shame is to give voice to it, to speak on behalf of it, to honor and hold people in their experience of mental illness, in their experience of incest, in their experience of sexual abuse. It's what's happening all around us. And if we don't speak on behalf of it, then we will stay silent. We will stay stuck. We will stay frozen in time. And I will not let that happen here on Dear Gabby. This is a place where we speak truth, where we give voice to unspoken words. And we recognize and we remember that we are not alone, that there are resources, that there are support systems, and most importantly, that there is a community here of like-minded people who have been through hell and back to get here in this moment to feel supported, to feel guided, to feel as though they are not alone, to feel seen. That's what I want for you. I want for you to feel seen. I'm grateful to be able to do this work. I'm so grateful to be able to hold space for these conversations. And I'm not going to let anybody edit a fucking word. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being here with Dear Gabby. Thank you for being on Dear Gabby, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. What a beautiful show. I'm not going to let anybody edit a fucking word. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience at this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Gabby.